All right. We're good, bro. We're back. Yeah. We're finally back. It was a it was a hell of a trip getting back, but we're back. Oh, holy shit. Hell of a trip is an understatement. Yeah, Here, let's cheers it out. Yeah, let's cheers it's it a, out. It's a weird long cheers, but fuck yeah. I like it. Too many curses to it's start like the show. It's like that extended cheers. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> Too many to start the show. Um, Automatically demonetized from the get-go. For real. Guys never stood a chance. But yeah, oh. man, that Texas trip. Yeah. We, uh... Twas dope. You guys... Saw last week's episode, we got your boy John Hawes on the podcast, which was dope. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. The lion himself with that beard and hair combo. Hell yeah. I wanted to CGI his beard on top of my beard. Yeah. Would have looked dope. I'll take anybody's beard other than what I got, Rock. I like it. It's just too patchy. It's Uh, too patchy in certain spots. They used to call me patches back in 10th grade. (laughs) Really? Nah. That's funny. Um, Yeah. Nah, it was great, man. Besides the trip back, it was freaking great. Yeah, the trip back was uh, an unfortunate series of events. Hell yeah. But the but, actual conference was, was awesome. We got so much content. Yeah, it was a cool experience. It was just, really dope. Just getting to go out there. Getting to go out there and experience something different. Getting to chat with people. Yeah. Getting to pick brains. That's always you know always an enjoyable thing. And not just Helpful. pick brains of random people, people that are focused on a goal right. and going somewhere. And, you know, not just not just any regular nursing students, nursing students that are going to conferences to, you know, gain more motivation, to learn more, to be surrounded by those type of people. Yeah. That's, you know, the people that are going above and beyond. Yeah, they're being proactive in their, in their path. That's dope. They're having to spend their own money to go and travel to go. Met a couple of cool people out out there, you know, people who had traveled several hundreds of miles to come out and, and see. Seven so. and a half hours. You got a you got a big New Mexico following. Yeah. It's dope, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you know, it was fun. And then the trip back. Welcome welcome through what happened. So we uh, we had a flight that we were gonna catch home. And this was uh Monday, I do believe. We were gonna catch this flight. Never missed a flight before. Me neither. Ever. And, uh, yeah, so we ended up missing our flight that morning. It was like, fuck, bro, I don't know what we're going to do now. It's... We exhausted, like, every yeah. single possible way home. Yeah, we were looking up. We were looking up. Uh, rental cars. Rental cars, train yeah. tickets. We even went so far as to look up, like, a Penske oh, loading yeah, like a... truck just to avoid having to go through the Greyhound bus. Yeah, the Greyhound. <laughs> And uh, at the end of the day, we had to take the Greyhound bus. 24-hour or 25-hour Greyhound bus. Yeah, bro. So going from, uh, what, left out of Dallas. Dallas. And then we went all across the southern United States. Yeah, we went, we basically like went along the whole coast besides hitting florida yeah we went through like shreveport louisiana jackson mississippi uh alabama yeah alabama birmingham i think yeah oh man so before we so we're going to begin this adventure in dallas to go come home and uh the greyhound bus station is in downtown dallas literally two blocks away from where a terrorist, uh, a terrorist attack had. Tra- oh had my god! I don't think attempt. it was a terrorist. Attack. Well, they call it like a terrorist, a yeah. terrorist event. It was just a lone individual vigilante. Yeah. Strapped to the teeth, he started letting go on uh 
it's like the Earl something federal building in downtown Dallas. It's a it's a federal courthouse. It was hours before we got there. Like two yeah, hours. it was like two hours before we got there. It's two blocks down. So anyway, this guy ended up getting gunned down. No civilians or anybody got hurt, which is uh, amazing. Yeah. And um, it's basically probably like when a, we, some sort of we, suicide. We, yeah, like like death by cop kind yeah. of thing probably. Um, but we we took our uber i think we or a lift right down there and they had to park a like a block away because yeah, it was all roped off all roped off we should have known area. then it was gonna go down it's like damn bro this is the greyhound we got to get on <laughs> Yo, for real <laughs> and like you know shout out if we have any fans in some of those areas but for real geez it was like some rough areas we went through yeah it's just you know uh it's like I don't know, man. Seeing seeing a different side of America, almost. You know, I've never been through those states. Yeah, and and you know, just not to mention, just like it's a lot, it's a lot of impoverished areas. Yeah, to a lot say of the least, impoverished areas. Seeing crazy stuff, but we made it back, man. It was a it was a long road. Lots of stops. Yeah, lots, lots of, of characters. <laughs> Definitely, we had a guy. Uh, we stopped. I can't remember where it was. We stopped at this point in time, but my man got off, hit the blunt with yeah, one of the yeah. other passengers, and got back on. And then it got a, to be a big ordeal with the bus driver. They almost kicked him off. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, but you know, hey, it was it was part of the adventure. Yeah, like after we got back and everything was cool, everything was okay. Like you know, the trip back sucked, but it kind of added to the whole experience yeah. of like what we were doing. And the fact that we got to record a podcast with John, we got to right. record a podcast with Glenn and Anmal, yep. um, which was so cool seeing them out there. And, um, you know, it was it was an overall, like, awesome trip. And it was only, what, four days? Uh, yeah, something Three like days. that. Three yep. days? Um, we got a lot done. No, we did. It was very fruitful. I'm excited for next year. Hell yeah. Trying to, trying to already think ahead. Third annual. Yeah, third annual. And Shout out NRSNG. And there should be a lot of a lot of cool uh, cool faces and motivational characters there uh, in 2020. So hopefully I can reach out ahead of time and we can lock down a couple more podcasts to pick a couple more Hell brilliant yeah. brains. You know what I mean? Definitely. No, it was a lot of fun. And the yeah. podcast with John, the way he was so open and transparent Handed. about mm-hmm. – you know, things that he's gone through and things that he still struggles with and, you know, the people that he surrounds himself with to help him through those times and just his, like, uh, resiliency through those times. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure everyone will pull their own motivation away from it, but right. for me, it was a huge motivation. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was it was so cool. He's a very inspiring guy, and he's, like, an inspiring guy without trying to be inspiring. It's just his story tells itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a testament to what hard work and perseverance can do, can achieve. And it goes back into what we were talking about, so, how, like, you know, hearing a successful guy like that going through those things, like, makes you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. It makes you, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm not just, like, this person going through these struggles yeah. every day by myself. And like it, also make, it also makes it, like, you realize it's possible. Exactly. Like, it that's can be done. that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was for me. Like, you know, you see all these people uh, make success stories of themselves, like through any walks of life. But to be able to sit down, talk with them, hear that he's gone through similar struggles as I've gone through, mm-hmm. ways he like grabbed that branch to get himself out. Yeah. 
um, which what he said, a huge part of it was podcast. And, you know, right. that's what I felt was a catalyst for me uh, towards like some form of self-awareness and enlightenment. And, uh, you know, and isn't it crazy to think that he did all this? Like, I remember whenever he was talking, he was saying it was like 31 years old or 32 years old. Whenever like he hit rock bottom, it was that Christmas season whenever yeah. he, you know, was really uh, diving into depression really heavily and things, the walls were closing in. Um, you know, and to think that we're not quite there yet, but it, at that point in his life, he was still able to, you know, navigate a path to success. It's, you know, that's encouraging. Hell yeah. Really and there's so many, there's so many examples out there. That's just one of them. So John's dope, man. Hell yeah, man. And, um, John Hall's at NRSNG. Shout out. You know what I'm saying? Got a podcast and everything. Yeah. That's how he started, which is also dope. Yeah, that is right? dope. Uh, and it was just cool to see that. You know, uh, we've talked about me and you being transparent through through this podcast and opening up mm -hmm. about things that we go through and the struggles that um, we face on a day to day and the highs and lows of life. Right. And, uh, you know, just seeing him being able to do it so easily just makes me want to, you know, pour that all out, too. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we got on the podcast, we were talking about how, like. Um, you know, that's been a struggle for both mm. of us our whole life um, to just open up and be like, it's not like you're consciously guarded, but we've been through so much that you just, it's almost like in some ways you're like robotic. Yeah. I can see you know what, what I'm mean. saying? I see what you mean. And not to like the people you love and stuff like that, but it's just like you build up these walls yeah, yeah, yeah. in order for you to never get hurt maybe the way that you've been hurt or that you right. saw somebody get hurt, you know, because we've been hurt. Yeah. Like it's just a defense mechanism we've created. Yeah. And you don't even realize it when you're going through life. Uh, and so when you, when you get those moments where you become aware of like, Oh wow. Like maybe that's not even something that I believe. Maybe I just said that just because like, I didn't want to engage into that type of conversation or mm. yeah. It's it's not even conscious. It's subconscious. And it's like, uh, it's really interesting to go through those pathways. And, you know, we were just talking about with, uh, I'm, I'm trying it myself on this podcast to be vulnerable and open up. But we were talking about with you mm -hmm. uh, being able to open up about your story and uh, things that you've gone through because so many people look to you as like this source of inspiration. You saw the way those guys yeah. at the conference were like, you know, they hold you up in this esteem of like, you know, this person, that's the reason that they're in nursing school. And you're only a man. Yeah. And you're, yeah. you're just human and you got to be this way from pain and uh, yeah. like, yeah. suffering yeah for the most part it's pretty cool actually it's it's the phoenix bro rising from the ashes you know what i'm saying it makes That's the it, feels anyway. it makes the end journey like so much more important and make it makes it seem so like worthwhile yeah yeah i was thinking like um you know what is there to gain from just uh holding in all of these experiences and not expressing them. There's not a whole lot to gain. There is none to gain. All your, and it's if, your body's defense mechanism of protecting itself. Yeah, and then if, but if, but if uh, the alternative, if I were to just be open and express it, you know, 
it's not necessarily going to hurt me. I mean, I may be leaving myself open to be judged a little bit, but at the end of the day, I think there's just, there would just be a lot more benefit to be gained if I did just, or if we all were if open, we all if did, we all if were we open all, and, yeah. and expressive of how we feel and things that we've gone through. Because nowadays, everybody's so worried about that, like, judgment yeah. of, like, your failures or, or times where you drop the ball or whatever. But that's what makes you who you are. Right. Your successes don't make you. That's what makes you is your failures and how, right. you, how you pick yourself up from that. You know, it's, it's really interesting. And yeah. um, also just, like, knowing when you're going through a struggle, being aware of the fact that like, you know, all these different stresses like kind of like weigh you down and they, they cloud what it is that is really going on. Like I was talking to one of my good friends yesterday in um, Dakota and he just uh, bought a house, like, you know, something that me and him have talked about like for a long time. Like Cody. Cody. K-9. Yeah. The arsonist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big moves, just got a house. No, and it's it's so awesome. Hope like you got fire insurance, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, especially in the Pennsylvania woods. But um, arsonist, you know, he's got a lot of stuff going on that goes into getting a house, like moving all that furniture there, getting like things painted, uh, getting internet set up. There's a lot that goes into you oh, know yeah. that's. So you know these things are like stressing him out a little bit, and that's that's normal and that's perfectly understandable. Everybody feels that. But I was just trying to get it into his head to, you know, cherish these moments. Like, this is what we talked about for a long time. You're about to own a house. Right. Like, you know, think about how far you've come. Think, in a, think about that accomplishment. And you're not appreciating. And I'm not saying he's not. But a lot of people, when they're going through something like that, they're not fully appreciating the moment that they're on and falling in love with the journey because those outside stresses kind of just like makes things clouded. Yeah. You know, so it's important to whenever you're going through these things to just take a step like back, take a step outside of yourself and just understand what you really got going on and understand that, you know, you're working for something and you're accomplishing goals, you know, yeah. don't let that other stuff like, take away from like what you're doing and your accomplishments no doubt hell yeah no doubt shout out shout out to the arsonist hell yeah for making big boy moves so um transition we got a uh segue so we told you guys to start um sending in some questions and some of you have and that's that's awesome um you know that's exactly what we yeah, want this channel to be yeah we appreciate it. And, you know, eventually we want to get it to where, you know, you, you guys email it or whatever if you want it to be anonymous. But if you want to be featured on the podcast and you have, like, a good question, like, take a take a video of, like, yourself asking the question. Horizontal video. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to let you there. cover our faces. Yeah, no. This is our show. No, horizontal. No um, vertical. And we'll put you right here. But, um... So we got a we got a question from your boy over at NRSNG. All right, so he goes, "Tell us more about how y'all met and how you guys keep each other accountable." So let's answer that first question. How we met? Yeah, how we met. How did we meet? You know, my memory's a little slippery. 
Yeah, mine too. Um, so <laughs> we always go back and forth about what age this was. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was around like the seven years old mark, seven to eight years old. That's usually what I think too. Um, we moved into this uh, apartment complex called The Landings yep. here in uh, North Carolina. Huntersville, North Carolina. Hell yeah. And it was so cool because it was like this enclosed area um, where it was a bunch of kids our age. Yep. And, you know, most of us, not all of, of us. A lot of kids our age. And a lot crazy. of us had like single parents. Not all of us, but some of us. So yeah. um, our parents were gone throughout the days. So we kind of just like got we were, to. We were latchkey kids. Exactly. Yeah. And we got to do whatever the hell we wanted to do. Right. And, um, you know, I don't remember like the very first time meeting you, but I remember like. Um, the way I felt. No. Yeah, you made me angry. No. Um, so I remember, like, we connected because I had a Sega Genesis. Yeah. And we would play um, some wrestling game and, like, a Ninja Turtle game. Probably. And uh, like you were friends with Tyree at the time. Because yeah. you, how, when did you move there? So I, I don't remember my age. I was there probably six months before you got there. I had moved into the landings. Uh, Dope little apartment complex. Hell yeah. And um, yeah, I was there. Tyree was already there. So we were hanging out. That was my first best friend. Yeah, Shout out then, to Tyree. And then um, once he found out I had a Shane's Sega, like, he, was like, he was like, screw, screw Tyree. Yeah, because Tyree like, didn't have a video. Sega, bro. It was tough times, you know? I, I weighed the options and <laughs> made a decision. Made a pros and cons list? Yeah. That's funny. Um, uh, Ty Tyree, man, we, we used to... Kicking Mortal Kombat, bro. It was good times. Yeah, he's we, good were gonna, we were going to dress up as Scorpion and Sub-Zero one year for Halloween. Yeah. His it's, mama didn't come through with the costumes, but it's all Damn. Cool. It's cool how, like, you know, we've stayed in contact with most of the people that we grew up from there. And, you know, everybody's living their own successful type of life, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. everyone seems like, you know, they're in a good place. And all it's right, pretty all awesome. right, let's stay on topic, though. No, right, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So then Shane moves in there probably six months later. Small little redheaded kid with Freckles Boy. Small little kid. We were small back then, I guess. We were seven, you know? Yeah. I was always a little taller than everybody. But anyway, he moved I thought you there. were, like, I did not know you were white. You were, When you were younger, you were, like, ten. It's really funny, bro. I've gotten that over the years. I've gotten people asking me if I was mixed. Yeah. You know, part black. I've had people ask me if I was part Hispanic. I've gotten a lot. Yeah, I have a picture. Maybe we'll be able to throw it up on the on the screen. Oh, it's yeah. actually funny. You look like a because you've always said you're part Native American, which is yeah. debatable. No, it's not. Um, twenty three and me hit him up. He may or may not be Irish. Yeah, um, it's debatable. No, but you look like you even look like a lot different than you look now. Maybe it was like some us type of thing, and you were switched out. Oh yeah, you uh, think at so? some point, and yeah. now you're just this evil evil guy but um yeah so we we met there um you know our parents had moved from there we stayed in touch i moved up to new jersey i lived there for more than half of my life our friendship like um it didn't it didn't dissolve but it faded into where we would see each other every single day every other day to where right. we saw each other maybe once or twice a year and this was what how old were you when you moved to jersey I was 12 years old. 12. Yeah. Okay, so we were hanging out for maybe four or five years, seven or eight years old until yeah. 12. Yep. 
So that's all the time that we had together. And then you bounced, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had to. Yeah. But yeah, so then we lived from there up until, I mean. Last year. Up until last year at 28 years old. Yeah. And we always stayed. We always stayed close in the sense of when we would hang out, it's like everything went back to to what it was. You know, Damn, bro, that's sixteen years. More than more than half of our life. Hey, which is so cool that um, you know we've been able to stay friends, and uh, you know we've always bounced off like things to each other, just kept each other up to date with what was going on. Right, and. Um, you know it's so crazy and it's it's i would have never guessed that we would be back to a point where we're hanging out all the time like we have that opportunity nah, to never. do that we're doing a podcast something we're like both so excited and so confident about yeah. um it kind of just makes you realize in life like you could have a plan but plans don't necessarily go the way that you expect them to yeah. go and sometimes opportunities like present themselves and it's like you know you take it and then all of a sudden like you know life just switches mm -hmm. in every way oh yeah it's really cool man um you cannot predict this thing called life man not not even close no like a year from now like before i decided to move down here maybe a year and a half two years ago i would have never guessed that we would be here doing um right. you know something that you know we've always kind of wanted to do something together like mm -hmm. you know through different spaces and stuff but this is that perfect space of like uh where we're being able to express ourselves creative wise yeah you know we're able to be vulnerable be who we are i'm shane you're brad and then also to wrap it back into what we were talking about when we first met and how we've been apart for so long now we're kind of getting to know each other again and it's a great point and it's yeah. like you know we're getting to know each other outside of you know, those small hangouts that we would have where you would just bunch in small information of what's been going on right. this last year. Like, you know, now we're getting to know each other and then we're, we're slowly starting to, like, hate each other more. Yeah. You start um, to realize, like, once all the <laughs> glitz and glam has subsided. It's, it's like, like, why the hell did we hold on to this yeah, for so long? There's Jesus no substance Christ. here. No. <laughs> no, but, yeah, so that's, that's kind of how we met. And, um, you know, it's... Brad's one of my best friends. Uh, you know, he's he's somebody Emphasis I look up. Emphasis on the one of. Yeah, I mean, I have I have a couple, which I think is okay. That's debatable for some people. <laughs> I was just playing. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I look to Brad like, you know, he's like a brother to me. But it's also like, you know, I look to him for inspiration. He's somebody who, um, you know, he's had a really rough life. I was there while he was going through like some of the darkest times of his life yeah. like literally there um yeah he was there during some of those times for me as well too so when you have that type of connection with somebody um i got like i don't hold back anything when it's me and you it's because it's like you know we know so much about each other we know so yeah. much about each other's history yeah i think i think uh you know just and I had touched on it in the uh, the episode last week with John, but, um, you know, growing up, or, or maybe I touched on it in John's video, but I grew up, you know, not really close to any of my external family, uh, you know, really it was just me, my mom, my dad, and Johnny, and there was such turmoil within the home, it's like, you know, you end up... Uh, leaning on on your best friends and like you know blood's not always family and um you know whenever 
you're going through such horrible times with your immediate family. It's like you got nobody else to lean on. That's why the significance of our friendship and um, brotherhood is so damn important because, you know, that's why when John asked me what, what uh, you know, kept you, how did you not fall susceptible to everything that you were destined for, that destruction? It's like, yo, I've had my boys. You know, I've had Shane. I've had Luke. It's like, that's that's the family that I have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you got to have somebody. And what and, a powerful thing that is to like, you know, we've talked about it before, the blessing that that is to be able to have one person where you could just confide in and be yourself. Yeah. And you don't have to put on a front like, um, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest assets in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm so thankful for it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's It's really cool, man. Um, and then the other part of his question of like, how do we keep each other accountable? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we want the best for each other. And if right. you're or me, I'm sure it's the same way around. Like if if you're in a rut and like, you know, you're doing things that are detrimental to your life. We're not just going to sit there and be yes men to each yeah. other and be like, oh, yeah, do your thing. Like whatever. Like we're going right. to like slap you around and be like, what are you doing? Like yeah. luckily we're the type of people that we don't. If we do go towards, like, you know, darkness or something, it's temporary. It's because of, like, our mental health, what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not people that, you know, do illegal stuff and do bad stuff. Um, but we hold each other accountable in the sense of, like, you know, we want the best for each other. And we don't want to be where one of us is up here and you're just pulling that dude yeah. the whole time. Right. Um and and plus we have a lot of conversations, you know, where we talk about certain ideals or values that we hold. Like, you know, I really want if I was able to pour X amount of hours into myself as opposed to this job, that kind of thing, for example. And it's like, you know, we hold each other accountable in the sense that we know that we want the best for each other. It's like, are we actually living what we're saying? I mean, I think that's another way that we do it. And it's so good to have that input of somebody else who's like outside of your situation mm-hmm. To be able to let you know, like, look, I know this is where your head's at. This is what you're thinking about. But that's not necessarily what's going on. Right. You know, and it's important to it's important to have that. It's like, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just really cool. And I almost wish that, like, you know, you guys could see, uh, like, if we could record ourselves outside of here because we have these same type of conversations. Yeah. It's always about, like, building. It's always trying to be. Uh, proactive. It's not like we just get out of here and be like, all right, like let's. And some people might be sitting out there and kind of wondering why all of our podcasts are kind of diving down that path. Why is it so much the pursuit of self? And I think a lot of that just stems from how we grew up, and you know, because we didn't grow up with. Uh, we grew up with a lot of advantages in life. Like, don't get me wrong, but we grew up rough. And you know, whenever you grow up that way, and survival is very much the mentality. It's like. I think you then adopt a, menta- a mind state of like, you know, continually growing, always pushing forward, never being content. It's like shit because tomorrow I could end up just the way that I was before. Like, it's like that like fear no of doubt. going back. Yeah, it's that fear, yeah, of retrogressing. And it's like, so I think that's why, you know, for those who are listening at home, it's, you know, like maybe these guys come off as preachy or something like that. But again, it is just the kind of mind state that we've cultivated because it's, you know, it's what we implement in our own lives every day because yeah. we don't want to, we don't want to, I don't know, I don't anyways. That shit scares the hell out of me, man. Me too. You know what I mean? My and, pop, um, oh, man. like, 
that is the whole thing of stop the ship. Right. Like stop the ship is it means a lot of things, but one of the main things that it is is stopping the cycle. Yeah. Stopping the cycle of what we've been through, the life that we you know were given. Yeah. And it wasn't in our like if I had a choice, you know, I'm happy the way that I am. I am who I am because of my experiences, yeah. but yeah, we had no you know, choice. If, if you had the choice, you would probably want to grow up in a like a family of people who, you know, didn't have substance abuse problems, were able to, you know, raise you with ideals that you could have learned at an early age instead of learning later on in life. Right. Like, um, so stop the ship is is just that's what it is. It's about becoming more of who you really are, not just being like a victim of circumstance and being like the people that uh, raised you before or the community that you were raised in, because that's not who you are. That's just, that's just one part of the equation of who you are is where you're from. And don't let that be the part of the equation that is like 80% of the pie yeah. that defines you. It's so hard for people not to have that victim mentality and not to blame their surroundings and blame others for why they've been dealt such a shit hand yeah, yeah yeah um and that does suck and it is a part of the equation and it is true but just like a good excuse what is it it's still an excuse right. and you have At a good excuse and you could you could rest on that and be like well i never had i never had it easy like this i never um, you know, it was so much easier for that guy than it would be for me, which is right, true. Right. And it's a good excuse. Yeah. But it's an excuse. It's not going to help you move forward. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's just like any other thing that's negative, that's a negative mind state. It's like that has that's going to do zero for helping you progress forward. Exactly. Mm. I wish more people understood that, man. I really do. And I'm blessed to know that. And it's, under, it's easy to understand why some people weren't taught that lesson or taught that lesson from life almost. But, I mean, whenever you can truly wrap your head around the fact that if you can let go of any kind of negativity, it's, it, th those are just anchors holding you back, man. Where do you think for you that stuff started to culminate? Like that thought, like you just said, you're so blessed to have that thought. Yeah. Um. Do you think it was like, you know, for me, it was seeing what I saw every day, knowing that I didn't want this to be my life. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. It's like, you know, I, I was raised the way that I was. Uh, alcoholic father, substance abusing mother. And, uh, you know, mom wasn't around a whole lot. Dad raised me. Dad wasn't my biological dad. So there's a lot of factors going going into play. I'm being raised by a man who is an alcoholic, who's not my blood father, but by all means, he's still my yeah. dad more than anybody else in this world. But um, despite the flaws, it, he was still able to impart life lessons on me. Yep. Many of which were just byproducts of you know negative experiences in his life. But you know, the thing that he's he, that I took most from him whenever he would tell me to uh, you know be the best. At whatever you do, my, my pop would be like, uh, you know, if you're out there on the football field, be the best. If you're just driving a car, be the best. If you're making love to a woman, be the best. That's what yeah. he would say. Just, you know, it's silly, but he was dead ass serious. And uh, 
So despite, you know, everything that I was going through and, and being surrounded by in my personal life, still holding on to that little gem from him, it was like, dude, I still want to be the best uh, at life, just period. And, uh, you know, so holding on to that. Um, so you were able to take the good, leave the bad. Y- yeah, in some instances. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, uh, you know, and I don't know, that just goes back to how maybe how my brain's wired or the things that I experienced, a combination of experiencing the shit and then also getting good life lessons, uh, maybe how to navigate through the shit a little bit. I don't know. But, um, no, that's awesome, man. I, you know. I think that a lot of people can um, really relate to our story and, um, you know, not everyone's given like a a good hand right you know but it's like what you make of that yeah you know for sure and you know some people would look at our situation and be like dude i wish that that was all that i had to deal with you know and uh, at least my mom was around at least my dad was around yeah yeah absolutely and i've always thought of that and i've always looked at things of inspiration like that's i've told you many times that's what i looked at with you it's like yeah i've Compared to my circle of people I grew up with, I always thought that my situation was the hardest. Mm. And then, you know, getting to know you and getting close to your situation, I was like, oh, well, at least it's not that. Just like, like, <laughs> no, but, um, and it made me, it made me like, it inspired me because you always did good in school. Like, you always, like, had a good head on your shoulders. Mm. You never, like, you know, did crazy stuff or, like, you know, were out there like doing like illegal things or bad things uh so i think it's important for you to realize that not you but everybody uh no matter how bad it is like you're still blessed and Mm -hmm. some people have it a lot worse and they would pray oh yeah for your messed up situation yeah it's something always trying to keep in the back of your mind yeah for sure and it's hard to what else we got man i know we had uh another another question another question Shout out to John, man. Appreciate it. Shout out it. to John. That, that was awesome. So while he's looking that up, just a, a quick recap. You know, just the fact that we both we both met by happenstance at the landings and then, you know. Oh, we, that, was, we that lived, was the question. We live similar lives, man. So um, my sister actually wrote in a question. What was the catalyst in your life that made you realize you wanted more for your life than what you grew up with? So, oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, the... Why I asked that probably came from me reading that before mm. uh, we got on well, the air, and uh, yeah, that was that was a huge part of it. Just knowing that, like you know, I was similar with what you said, where like you know, for a long time I was raised by my dad, and uh, you know, he had bad qualities about him that made it like you know rough to to be a dad and stuff. And I've tried to leave that behind and not let that like ring true like that's not the way i think of him anymore yeah um and there was a lot of good things that he taught me as well uh so i try to take that good leave the bad as much as i can Mm -hmm. and just uh you know that's what happens when people when people pass away i feel like it's it's so much more important to just try to try to just take the good and leave that bad where it is like let that die as well as what good does that do for you just bringing that along like i don't want to think of him in a bad way you know um and i'm i'm sure you're you're similar in that aspect um so yeah one of the biggest catalysts in us being able to do that is having friends around 
like having people that you can you can trust and it's like what you said like family isn't always blood and for a long time my family was specifically just my friends yeah um and you know without them i don't know where i would be so that was that was my catalyst was my friends and um just wanting wanting more and what was the exact wording what was the catalyst for what pig god do i gotta do i gotta cue you every time to put what was the the catalyst in your life that made you realize that you wanted more for your life than what you grew up with oh okay yeah 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 man and then i talk about it sometimes but just uh just really just knowing that bro you're worth it like like you're really worth it on a serious level if you're raised with a mom who's a heroin addict a father who's an alcoholic you know all constant whenever whenever mom is around constant arguing and bickering screaming screaming that's like that's how their relationship came to be defined in my head and then you know my brother he's still around thankfully but uh you know he's got his own set of problems so whenever you're raised around all this is what you got these are the people that you care the most about yeah you know it can be like yo fuck this is my life this is what i was born into this is the hand of cards i was dealt it'd be easy to see how somebody would think like shit man i mean this this is what i got to look forward to like it could it could uh, it could certainly instill a sense of just of worthlessness like the fuck am i here for you know that kind of thing um but that i think that was the catalyst for me and i don't i guess it like i guess it does go back to my dad saying what he said about be the best but that i think that right there maybe it was that moment that instilled that thought in my mind like you know you are worth it you don't have to be a product of this environment that you're being born into the hand that you're dealt you could flip them fucking cards, boy. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you don't have to play that shit out. Throw a couple in there, bitch. Give me a couple more back. Like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> because when people feel like they're, they're, there's hopelessness or there's worthlessness, man, that, that takes you down a sad path, man. People kill themselves. People commit suicide because they're just born in horrible environments, much worse than I grew up in. So it's hard to really talk about everybody's individual situation. But, but bro... Anybody out there right now who's going through any kind of situation like that or you're raised in whatever kind of environment you are, please do understand that you are worth it. There is a massive world out there with opportunities that are fucking you can't even fathom, man. There's a life to be had, man. So understand that you're worth it. You do deserve happiness. And go get that shit, boy. Yeah. And, I mean, not to get too serious to, on you, but reach that's Reach out serious. to us, man. That's, that's important, too. Like... You're not alone in this journey. Like, if you don't have somebody that necessarily you can confide in, I, like I said, I know we're blessed to have that. Yeah. Not everyone has something right. like that. Um, but this this channel and this show is, you know, we want to be able to to pull somebody up that was in a similar situation that we were because that's all that I ever, like, prayed for mm-hmm. was just that somebody would help me out. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, yeah. So, like, reach out to us and let us know what you're going through. And, you know, if we could help in any way, mm-hmm. like, you know, we want to. Yeah, no doubt. And this is a community. Like, 
like I said, and I'm going to reiterate it like a billion times, like it's not just me and you sitting here in this room. Um, we're all together. So once again, that email is stop the ship pod at gmail.com. You can submit any kind of questions. Or if you got something funny to share, you yeah, drop that shit there. And also, like he said in the beginning, if you feel so inclined, send a video file. Video submission. If that video submission it. is too big to send through Gmail, let me drop a bug on you. There's a website called wetransfer.com. We are not sponsors, but if you want to sponsor us, we'll take that shit. But, uh, and it's free to use, and you can send a video file through that to our email, stoptheshippod at gmail.com. Let me